This is the Savvy Philanthropist Podcast. My name's Kirk. We are a financial planning podcast for people who want to do philanthropy well. Whether you're a donor trying to do some good in the world, or you're a development officer trying to connect resources with the people who need them, this podcast is all about how to navigate our U.S. legal and financial system in order to make the greatest philanthropic impact you can. This is Episode 5. What is a gift, exactly? So you'd think this is a pretty simple question. You give something away, and you've made a gift. Obvious, right? Fair enough. Most of the time, it is exactly that simple. Most of the time. However, sometimes in the world of charitable giving, not to mention estate planning more broadly, this question can actually get a bit more complicated. And since the entire premise of charitable giving is, you know, giving, we need to start by clarifying exactly what we're talking about when we talk about a gift. In one sentence, a gift in American law is the voluntary transfer of property from one person or entity, namely the donor, to another person or entity, namely the donee, without consideration. Note that word consideration. We'll come back to it in a minute. But to make a transfer like this count as a legally effective gift, there is a three-part test. Element number one. For there to be a gift, the donor had to have had donative intent. What does that mean? That means that the donor must have intended to make a gift. This is the difference between accidentally leaving your coat at your friend's house and giving your friend your coat because he needed one. In both cases, your friend has your coat, and you don't. But you only made a gift in the scenario where you meant to. Element number two. For there to be a gift, the property has to be delivered. This means it has to be transferred from the donor to the donee. When you're talking about a watch or a blender or other things you can hold in your hands, this is pretty easy. Just hand the thing over. But what about things that don't really fit in your hands? Like a bank account, or a house, or a patent. Not quite so obvious. Fortunately, the law provides answers for just about any one of those situations. But to summarize, you just have to follow whatever legal documentation is appropriate for the particular property. For instance, a bank account is delivered when the paperwork at the bank is changed. A house is delivered when the deed is signed. A patent is delivered when a transfer document is executed. Element number three, for there to be a gift, the donee has to accept the property. This means that the donee has to want the gift. To put it simply, you can't force someone to accept a gift he or she doesn't want. Obviously, this isn't generally a problem. I mean, who doesn't want a gift? But there can be cases where a property owner is just trying to get rid of problematic assets by giving them away to someone else. That doesn't work if the recipient doesn't want it. So to put it all together, a gift requires donative intent, delivery, and acceptance. But that still doesn't quite tell us what a gift is. It only tells us how to know if a gift has been legally completed. But what makes a gift a gift? The answer lies in that word I mentioned at the very beginning, consideration. Consideration is the legal term that simply means the something that you get in return. And that something can be just about anything. It can be a different piece of property. It can be money. But it can also be a set of expectations or rights. The exact contours of what constitutes consideration is a whole topic in the law of contracts, and law students for decades have grappled with the details. In fact, consideration is the difference between a contract and a gift in American law. A contract requires consideration. A gift cannot have consideration. That's what makes the two different things what they are. For our purposes, we'll just say that consideration is anything you get back in exchange for property you've given. So to answer our original question, a gift is property you've transferred to someone else when you don't get anything back in return. But in the context of charitable gifts, 
there are a few details I need to add, and they can really matter. First, when we say transfer, that means you have to transfer your entire ownership. You can't share ownership of a gift with a charity and call it a gift. To be honest, this issue can get pretty complicated, and we'll be talking a lot about it in future episodes. But for the moment, just know that you have to entirely transfer ownership of property before it can count as a gift to charity. Second, when we talk about getting something back in exchange for a transfer, we're not usually talking about getting items of property back. That's generally too obvious to be interesting. If you give something to a charity, and the charity gives you money back, then you didn't make a gift. You sold something to the charity. What we're more often talking about is certain kinds of rights. If you give money to a charity, in exchange you get preferential treatment from the charity, like being first in line for events, or preferential seating at an event, then you got something back, and it impacts the nature of the gift. So when you make a charitable gift, remember these things. You have to transfer 100% ownership and get nothing in return. You have to deliver the gift to the charity, and the charity has to accept it. In about 99.9% .9 of cases, this is all automatic and simple. But there are a few situations, and they tend to involve larger dollar amounts, where you have to keep these rules in mind. We'll get to those situations in due course. Meanwhile, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you know other people who might find this podcast worthwhile, please share it on your social media platform of choice. You can find The Savvy Philanthropist on the internet at thesavvyphilanthropist.podbean.com, though I'm working on a new website, watch this space. And you can follow me on Twitter where I am at RossPlan. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, or just some idle chit-chat, feel free to email me at thesavvyphilanthropist at gmail.com. That's it for Episode 5. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll talk about exactly who has to receive that gift if you want the IRS to consider it charitable. Until then, remember, do well, then do good, but always be savvy.